Welcome to Better Together. A place where we dive deep into everyday subjects. We are your hosts, Julian and Carolina, two psychologists that travel the world and are very excited about the whole human experience. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the last episode of 2023 with me, Julian and Caro. And today's episode is going to be a reflective one, looking back at 2023 and also looking forward to 2024 and what our goals are and what our idea of success is. Yeah. And, well, don't think about success as the traditional way of having a million dollars and a fancy car, but just our customized success definition um, but uh, first of all it's been about a year and a couple months that we started this podcast and um, and yeah so it has gone through many phases I would say and the last couple of episodes were more about just talking about the things that happened in the last days and now it's going to be more of a reflection to with a little bit more more thought of what's the learning behind the things that we experienced this year. So, yeah, buckle up. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I, I have no idea how it's going to be. We don't have much planned, actually. We just have an intention. So, let's go. We can start with one of the insights that we had as a couple. And this one was back in August, where we were on a bus ride to Prague. And at some point, we started having a conversation where I realized that I was playing stories in my head of who you were and how you were thinking. And you were playing stories in your head about how I was and how I was thinking. So I just told you a random thing about a podcast. It's like, look, in this podcast, this dude and this woman have this type of relationship and he found a lot of insights through this thing. And you were listening and you got annoyed. And I was like, what, what's up? And, and then you said... Or, I don't know exactly, but something like, oh, so you want me to do this? <laughs> I think it was something along those lines. So she, uh, you were just sharing about the insights that you've gotten or something interesting about the podcast. And I was hearing that I should do those things now or get closer to that person or persona. Exactly. And that was completely not what you meant. And so um, there's, there's this um, awesome model of communication that listening with like essentially four ears um, or in speaking with four mouths, uh, it's a German psychologist. Um, and he says that because we communicate in different levels. And one of the ways, or we usually have a preference and one of those is for me listening for the request. I want to know what you request from me and I'm listening all the time. What should I do? What are the things that you want me to do? Yeah. What, uh, what are the four? Um, 
One is the request. The the way of communication is towards a request. One is just self-disclosure. One is just basic uh, facts. And one is about the uh, relationship. So these are four levels. Four levels. And they could be different. Like there's four speaking, like as a speaker and as a listener. Yeah. And you're always communicating all four of them. You're always communicating all four of them, but your main intention might be, you know, more significant on one or the other. Or what you want the other person to hear is maybe you want them to understand that I have a request right now, uh, which is essentially, oh, I want you to uh, drive faster. That could be a direct request. We can say it in many different ways. Oh, we're getting too late. We're coming too late. That means I want you to go faster, for example. Mm-hmm. Another person could see in that statement just, um, what what is it? Uh, oh, you're running late. Could be just a basic statement of facts. Oh, we're getting too late. Huh? Too bad. Could be yeah. like that's another way of communicating. Another way. Uh, the other level is self disclosure. You saying maybe you're getting nervous about that you're running late. Mm-hmm. And the third, well, uh, the fourth one is then about the relationship it could be again implied that um, you're not driving fast enough and it's generally a thing in our relationship that you're not going fast enough I don't know mm-hmm. those things could be implied in such a bland statement as uh, I'm coming too late to the meeting and you have a preference usually for for speaking in one specific tone and you have usually a preference for hearing one specific thing and so I guess the main thing that you understand listening to that um, method or theory is that there are many different variables and there a lot of miscommunication ha- can happen in between. Yeah. So when I said, this dude in the podcast did this and it was amazing for him, I was self-disclosing, which is mostly the type of communication that I have. I'm just, I'm a Latina. We do this in south america just talking for talking like you can go any probably to any country in south america and people will start talking about anything and it doesn't mean much like i feel like in in europe people take very seriously the words of other people and here is more like yeah people talk bullshit all the time so it's okay and uh, that's what i was talking about and then he was hearing for the request and got almost offended by it yeah it's like oh my god i have to adhere to those standards that the fucking dude has to or does by i don't know working on that all the time and i'm like oh fuck damn it <laughs> this is a lot of work and she wants me to be that yeah yeah it went it went and aim i made up the story made up the story that you want me to be different which is i guess a pretty hard request yeah and all of that was just in a split second, and all a story. So then, because we digged, digged, dug, dived, dove. Okay. Like you were just digressing here. <laughs> like every episode, there's like this grammatical questioning of, of how to English. It's our second language, okay? It's our second language. Cut us some slack. <laughs> judging um well where was i 
Okay, so in that conversation, we started digging. And what we figured is that actually this whole time I was just communicating for self-disclosure and I just wanted to talk and I talk a lot. And Julian was listening for the request and I was like, bro, that's exhausting. And like, (laughs) I wasn't even asking for anything. And in that moment, it hit us that we are two different people. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) duh. (laughs) Might come to a surprise to you. But we were so convinced that we understood each other, that we really got what the other person meant, that we were able to see what the other person was seeing. And in that moment, it was so evident that we were living in completely different worlds. Like, we were still experiencing a loving and nurturing relationship. But the way that we were experiencing, the story that was around it, the purpose in life, the upbringing, like, from a dude in a a German town, (laughs) it's a very tiny, born in the countryside and raised there, and the girl living in the suburbs in Uruguay, in a Latin American culture. It's like, how did we think we were the same person? Like, I felt so dumb. I was like, what? How did we blind spot all of this? Anyways, we saw it. And that led to a domino effect, to thinking, wait, if we, that we are the closest people right now in our lives, if we don't understand each other and we don't know where the other person is coming from, what about the rest of the world? I thought I knew people. (laughs) It was such a mindfuck to realize that I never actually understood what anybody was going through. Maybe on an emotional level, I can relate to an extent. But the story that somebody else is living, that's absolutely and completely theirs. And my story is uniquely mine. And that created a big shift in me. Like, I also want to hear about you, but that created a big shift in me because before I would create a judgment or, I guess, a story around certain situations or certain people that made perfect sense and I would just print it on paper and put it in a book. (laughs) Like, not literally, but in my mind, I would take that as the truth. And in that moment, I had to burn all the books (laughs) and realize it has all been in my head. Like, I've just been interpreting my whole life through my own filters and it took me 32 fucking years to realize that. And I'm a psychologist. But I guess I understood it to a level that, oh, yeah, we're all using our lenses and we all cognitively. see... Li- cognitively. Like, we all see life through, through different ways and our upbringing just t- t- taints the reality. But in that moment, I just really felt it in my body. And it was simultaneously this big shock And this huge release. Because I could leave behind 
all of the stories they made about people. I didn't have to hold them to that version that I had created of them in my mind. Easier said than, said than done. Like It doesn't spontaneously happen that I forget what I thought of everybody. But it improved significantly the relationships in my family because I stopped seeing people as a story in my head and I just decided to be present and witness them as they are right now because I don't see them often and they change a lot from year to year and I left five, four years ago, I left Uruguay and since then they have changed. So I allowed myself to let go of the stories and see them mm. differently and same with new people. Just try not to make judgments too fast, other than to assess personalities. Like, yes, I like to do that. I like to see if a person is more a creative kind, a more logical kind, so then I can communicate with them more effectively. But we assume that we know what they think or what they want to say before, like now. Mm -hmm. I have a story in my mind of what you just said, yeah. an idea. I, I'm pretty sure that's not what you wanted to say. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine, right? Yeah. But I think just being aware of that, the story that you, the pictures, the images that you have in your mind, the story that you were just sharing mm -hmm. is not what I received. It's a different reality because you have different experiences, different images that you have in your mind about that. And I will never see that. And you will never see my interpretation of it. No. And we just have to somehow figure out how, how can we align those things? And how can we... So if we want, right? And if we uh, want to communicate similarly, how can we actually bring that closer and bring that across? And I think that has been a very big learning in, in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah, the magnitude of that insight is just tremendous. Like it, it was, it was like, yeah. something Each that conflict that you have, each relationship that you have is falling into that trap, has yeah. this inherent bias that you don't know what they think. Yeah. And I also think that we can just, once we know that everything is a story and you're, own upbringing is going to be the language through which you interpret that story you can just forget about truth you can just let go because everything is an interpretation and everything is just seen through a human's eye except maybe for AI in the future but now it's everywhere And then you can just give up. <laughs> just give up on thinking that you will see eye to eye with someone. Maybe you agree in an idea. But what you, the idea that you're talking about, you will never know if it's the same idea in your head and in their hair. So once you befriend that concept, it's freeing. It's like your own, your own unique version of human. And everybody else is also their own unique version of human. And we'll never, ever, ever see eye to eye to a perfect overlap. 
you know? It's always going to be even a slightly different version of reality. I don't know. I find that cool. I think it's a cool insight <laughs> to have just casually on a bus ride. Yeah, it just came to us yeah. without any drugs. You know, there was nothing involved. <laughs> yeah. Just happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that one was a very cool one. And do you want to say something else to this one? or do we No, let's move on, I think. Okay, and then I would say f for me there were m many insights. I can just maybe drop a few. But for example, this year was the year where Julian got me for my birthday a stylist. This was, it made me cry and not because it was a, an offensive gesture because it was the most elevating thing that I could have asked for. For the longest time, I had been having recurring dreams of going shopping and upgrading my wardrobe, but I felt so guilty spending money. I felt so clueless about fashion and repressed in the way that I was dressing that I was stuck And I couldn't move forward. So then Julian gifted me a stylist. And I was thrilled to get started. And I had the most fun creating my style and going shopping. And having a stylist by my side when I went to those stores made the whole difference. Because before I would go into a store maybe with a specific idea of I want a dress or I want something that looks like this. And I would never find it and it would be so frustrating. I had such bad experiences shopping that I hated it. And then I went there and even though it's overwhelming still and I don't like going to the mall or to stores, I was just trying on clothes and my stylist would bring me bunches and bunches of clothes And I would just try different styles, see what fits, see how I feel myself. In the end, it taught me many things. But one of the main things that it taught me was that it's all about that freedom just to find what fits you, find what feels right for you. And I think that's overlapping in many areas. Let, let's see if I can, I can explain it differently. One of the big things that was stopping me from shopping was this belief that I don't know how to do it right. That I will combine the wrong patterns or that I will not choose the right colors. And I was getting stuck in my head. And just having somebody next to me that knew a little bit about it was, and that would just say that, oh, that looks good. Hmm. Oh, that's a good combination. Oh, that feels right on you. It was just this validation or this encouragement just to try things and see, see what fits. And maybe I just needed that in the first couple of outfits. Then afterwards, I knew what I needed to do. Yeah. So 
even when we afterwards went shopping, you were a lot clearer what felt right, what looked right. And even though the, even the pants that you were not liking before, you just put them on and was like, oh, damn it, they actually fit quite well. <laughs> and they look quite nice because you suddenly developed that eye for it. Yeah. So I was getting stuck in my head before. And then I stopped being stuck in my head. And I just got into the curious mindset and started experimenting. And with a little bit of encouragement, it reminds me of the hero's journey and the allies that you meet. A little bit of encouragement from the stylist was all I needed in order to unfold and just be like, okay, I want to try this. I want to try that. I want to put leather in this outfit. I want to use a pattern. I want to bring more color. And it became fun. Now I'm excited every day to pick an outfit. And I have clothes that I love. Mm. And I'm excited about building a closet that feels fitting to me. So it's not about something shallow and just like clothes, you know? It's about freeing yourself from the prisons the sto of the stories that we create for ourselves. In this case, the story was fashion is superficial. You shouldn't spend money on clothes. And you should also simultaneously know perfectly how to style from the start from the get-go from the get-go without, without practice mm -hmm. ever having watched a single youtube video about it and nothing of that is helpful and i do that not just there but in many places talking with my dad today he said i don't like to do things that i'm not good at <laughs> so he doesn't even start things he, he would he wanted to be a drummer and he He didn't want to try that because he didn't want to be bad. And I, I could see myself so much yes. in that. I was like, oh, that's where I get it from. So, so yeah. The, the moral of the story is get started. And if you need help, get help. Somebody that, like, to them, to the stylist, fashion is a lifestyle. Fashion is what she li lives in breathes and to me it's just like this side track that i just <laughs> go into so why not bring somebody into your life that has that missing piece that you really crave and um and yeah just allow yourself to go there and change the stories i think that's actually also a really big one for you this asking for help bringing this person into your life i think that not just you know, the the theme around fashion, but actually the the asking for help. Well, you didn't really ask for it. I just pushed it onto you. But uh, now the, the way you were describing it, um, I think there could be a big insight too that you might want. Yeah, you already started changing or like implementing that insight of, yeah, if I don't know those things, I'll just ask somebody who does, <laughs> which yeah. makes a ton of a difference, yeah. Before we were thinking, more, both of us, I think, we have to do it all ourselves. I have to learn through YouTube videos watching. I have to practice. I have to do this in order to get better at fashion. Nah, you can just ask somebody and they can explain to you in two hours. 
Exactly, and then I don't have to learn the whole theory about it. Just I just for learn what fits me and like what I need to know. Yeah, I think that's the important part. It's like you with your knee and wanting to make it better. Is going to experts that can tell you what is wrong instead of just studying a whole physiotherapy career yourself. Um, I also think of our profession as a psychologist. When people tell us that they have problems dealing with their boss or they want to quit their job or they are stressed when they get back from work and then we're like, duh. (laughs) And then just like unpacking their reality and seeing how everything is connected and how it makes so much sense that they're struggling with the thing that they're struggling with. And then they're like, oh, okay. It's, it's normal. <laughs> normal. It's not everybody goes through this and there's a way out of it. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're human. You're just having a severe case of humanness. Getting it's, lost in the mind. It's all good. <clears throat> it's all good. Recently, I heard a great um, uh, description of what a psychotherapist, psychologist actually does, which is, just bringing awareness. That's all we do. Bringing awareness to that person. Seeing those things from a different perspective, from a different angle. It's not just this reality, the story that you have in your mind. That this is the truth. And yeah, the boss is uh, the worst boss ever. And the way to work is the worst. No, it's... There is different perspective, different, different angles to this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I find this a very graceful way to describe just bringing awareness with different perspectives yeah do you want to share an insight that you had or do we just dive into success mm-hmm. um yeah i was uh, while we were talking i was thinking about that too it's like oh which which in- insight should i should i bring in and i actually didn't know which one so um, let me see what is coming up. And so I think, first of all, thank you for, for diving so deep into yours and sharing the fashion, sharing how deep the communication, the communication part was also a big one for me, um, just to point that out. But the other, oh, connected to that actually now comes back, is I notice my preference for listening to the request so always trying to help the other person and seeing when you just share um i'm feeling hot right now i'm feeling pretty warm can you (laughs) thought it was going to be mm, a sexy conversation no (laughs) i'm thinking can i open the window can i find something to help you be less warm that is not what you're asking for that's always what I'm hearing for. And that's a big one. And the second part that's that's in there, essentially, is that in order to actually find the truth, truth in, in, in air quotes, more like the thing we can discuss, the thing that's in our shared reality, um, is I need to have a really strong position too in order to bounce back, in order to have friction. Friction helps to figure out what we are talking about. Mm-hmm. 
um, if I may sh- share description uh, the the situation with the desk. Um, <laughs> I think we shared it. We shared already, it already. So maybe, maybe oh, fair. Keep it light. Um, yeah, it was essentially you wanted to uh, have the desk for yourself, uh, and I was like, uh, "Can't I sit on the other other end of it?" I was just, like, no. just for once. So usually Julian would have it, yeah. and, and then one day I was working, and then I wanted to have it. Kind of just have it without you asking for it, without you just saying, uh, wait, why can't I have the other thing? So meaning that she just wanted to have a free pass when she asks once. And I was like, that sounds odd. <laughs> but when I said that, you got angry. It's like, <clears throat> so normally I would back up then because conflict is still not my forte. Um, but yeah, this time I was like, oh, Let's see what's in there. Why do you get angry? That's interesting. I'm curious. Why, why is this a strong response? And so my sense was like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to have that desk. You have that. That doesn't, doesn't um, yeah, make sense. And so, yeah, that created actually the resolution. And we got a lot deeper in the understanding of what was behind that. And so for me, having this strong opinion, having the stronger stance, having... Um, the courage to stay in the friction and conflict was a big one. Don't want to miss that one. And it happened a lot. It happened multiple times afterwards. So it actually was incorporated quite quickly and quite quite often. So I'm really happy about that. And I want to actually know another one comes up and that is connected to uh, I did start a side project about a meditation business I wanted to do. And I worked well. It worked really well. Just in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) It worked so well that I created in silence the whole website, the, the mission, the vision, the descriptions, all of it. But when it got to putting it out there, asking people, messaging, emailing some companies, do they respond to it? Do they like that? Boy, did I go to through some friction and did I dislike that? And there was a big part for me understanding like how sometimes difficult it is for me and how to deal with the really... Str- I was just sending out an email, like four lines to a a person and asking whether they would be interested in that and I was freaking out about it as if I was would talk in front of thousands of people it was it was crazy and so that was I think a big learning you don't like cold emailing I don't like cold emailing no the learning is that I was very into the short-term game and like oh when one email is not responded or one bad email I'm going to stop the whole project because mindfulness is not even that important, you know. <laughs> like then this whole thing that I worked three months before for, for it is not important anymore. I was like, that is complete bullshit. Why am I doing this? And so in there, what became very apparent is the the long-term game that I'm not playing now for... Um, having quickly this business and a quickly an opportunity and quickly maybe uh, a client but rather building something I can be proud of in the future and something that 
building this brand with reputation, making things of value. And that is also connected then to continuously, um, I'm bridging already into the success, um, and continuously having a good form. Form meaning, um, okay, I, I need to go a little bit on attention, bear with me. In running, form is very important, same as in swimming, the technique is very important. If you don't have proper technique, you won't go really fast and really far because you're not efficient in what you're doing. And so it's a lot of struggle, a lot of uh, effort. But when you get the right form, the right technique, then it's getting progressively easier. And so what I mean with the right form here in this context, in the context of business and context of creating a good life, is being aligned with what you actually want to bring out in the long term. So being aligned with your values, being aligned with what is important to you, the right form. Um, and so that from back then I had the sort of failure half a year ago, what was it about? And now I'm getting the learning from it, which is I was in for the short term success. And so with the mindfulness, with the mindfulness business, and now it's coming full circle, understanding that it's in the long term for the long run. And it's also about the form, the technique, um, the, the being close to myself, my values. I hope that's coming across relatively clear. Um, I will, I will refine that over the time, <laughs> but this is where I'm, I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Going already in the direction of, from the inside towards knowing when I will succeed is when I stay closer to my form. Yeah. And that I think the long-term game is what we need to keep in mind that it's going to help us through the shitty moments. Like going back to what my dad was saying of, I don't want, I don't want to suck. And it's like, yeah, but if you don't suck now, in three years, you're not going to be the best drummer in the country. I don't think you can get that in three years, but like, it's it's a necessary part of the process. It's a necessary step that you suck or that you fuck up with your form, so then you can actually realize what form is. Like, and this is what what happened both in business and in running uh, with you. And I, I think back this year, for example, with a couple of things I needed to do. Um, I needed to learn business from scratch. I never studied business, so then I had to get an understanding of how it works in general. What are the parts of it? What do I need to know? Like I was just overwhelmed with information for the first six months of the year. And then continued to be overwhelmed with information. But with a clearer path and I think if you don't have that long-term plan the pain of the now the discomfort of the now is enough for you to quit I could have I could have quit so many times I, I, I could have been like this is not for me the, I, like nobody in my family is, is a business person and 
I didn't study this. I don't have a background in it. I could have just created stories around it and convinced myself that this was not for me. But because I had a long-term goal of, first off, I'm going to be a speaker. I'm going to have a speaking business. And this is not up for questioning. It's going to happen sooner or later. And in my mind, it's, like, it's so clear. It's, it's, it's a matter of when, not a matter of if. So in order for, for that to happen, I need to know business. And I also need to know business if I want to have financial freedom and the kind of life that I envision for myself. And sucking and making like zero revenue, <laughs> not zero, but pretty low with the business is part of the process. I really needed to get started in order to move past that phase. Some people move faster, some people move slower, but like you will always have to, even if it's for a minute or a day, you have to be in that phase. So let's go to success then. Yeah. What is success? I like to bring a concept that I've been playing with this year and it's the concept of shiny people. To me, success is a shiny person. A, a person that's successful is a shiny person. How do I unpack that? So yes. <laughs> I noticed that I was seeing all of these people that either I saw them in podcasts or in real life. Luckily, I got to meet a few of these people. And they are just people that are very complete in the way that they approach life. They are good communicating. They have good, solid relationships. They also have a, a business that is doing well. They also have health, and they're usually very fit. And many other areas of life that they consider important, whether that is eating healthy or having good family bonds or having a very purposeful career, whatever it is, they excel in, the, in that. So a shiny person is a person that has unlocked high levels of many areas of their lives. And it doesn't mean that you stay super high all the time or that you are not human and have a, a depressive week. But a shiny person is a person that has unlocked many levels of the earth game. Can I ask you a question for that? Of course. Because you're describing now their characteristics of the shiny people. Mm -hmm. I think that's what you inferred. I would like to know how you identify those people. How do you notice that a person is shiny by... You know, looking at them or listening to a podcast because you don't know their bank account. You don't know how good their marriage is or their relationships. You don't know how purpose-driven their career actually is. How do you notice that they're shiny people 
Because shiny mm. is like a visual thing, then, right? Yeah. There's the visceral part of it, which is that when I'm witnessing a person like that, there's an energetic coherence between what they say and who they are that it can very clearly be at peace in their presence. Or listen to them and be like, maybe I don't give a shit about what they're talking about. <laughs> but just their energy is so nice. They're just so nice to be around. So I think that's that's one thing. And also listening to their words, let's say. Let's say I, I, I listen to their words. They have a confidence to them. They have a, a peace that... Not, not that they have things figured out, because there's no figuring out. As we said, there's multiple... There's 8 billion realities on Earth. But that they are at peace with the way that they exist and their perception of reality. And they... Sort of they accept themselves? Yeah. They accept themselves and... They have an understanding of reality, whatever that is. Yeah. They're at peace with that. And what they also share is that they reached uncommon levels of success in multiple of these areas. Like this is for shiny, successful people for me, not the, not Elon Musk. I don't think Elon Musk is a shiny person. I think he's a genius like a, a, a mad <laughs> genius um, and yeah like most people achieve success or extraordinary success in one area or two areas of their life when I look at Chinese people they achieved in many areas and the, all the areas that are important to them hmm. so I think that's that's what I would say is there okay. anything in the concept missing that you think it should clarify? Maybe highlighting the point, um, the coherence that you always point out. For you, coherence is very important. And the I think there's the, I want to highlight the confidence of what they say is who they are. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to be somebody else. They're not trying to be uh, according to some outward standard. They have spent many, many hours on noticing who they are and accepting that. Mm-hmm. And in that, I think there's a peace, um, a, a almost gratitude, a feeling of confidence that comes through that understanding of who I am. I know I accept that as as my truth right now. And in that, you can fully rest. Like you said, in their surrounding, you pick up on that energy. I can relax. This is so nice. Mm-hmm. And I think there's the coherence between what they say and who they are is, is an important part to notice that. Yeah. Yeah. So having that said, that a successful person to me is a shiny person, I want to become that. Hmm. And there's some areas where I think that I have unlocked a few levels of of depth, which would be personal development or relationship with my family or 
love, like a romantic relationship. And now the topics that are coming on in the next year, in 2024, is health and career. Career as in maybe more business side. So business, wealth, that area. And those are important to me Mm -hmm. as well. So I want to give attention to everything that's important. And in health, what I would give attention to is the way that I eat and maybe adding some exercise and understanding my body to have it work in a more optimized way. I don't know if that's the word, but just have it perform the way that it was designed to perform. Harmonious. Harmonious. Yes. So that's, that's success to me. Do you want to share your definition of success? Let's see. You had it already prepared beforehand. I I sort of wing it now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What I got together also with with the parts that we're sharing now and already slightly introduced it, softly introduced it, was sort of the form, right? That came today with uh, when I was watching a YouTube video about running. Running is an exciting part of my life which I can't do it right now because my knee is hurting but something became very clear in that I was watching a 5k run a race and the guy was beautifully commenting on the video his mental states when he was running and it was such a beautiful metaphor of any endeavor that you will ever encounter. How is how is the commenting? Yeah, so he the runner was himself after the race commenting on it, and what he was commenting on was like, oh, I started early in the race. I noticed I was already too fast in the in the very beginning, and I noticed everybody was gone behind me so i thought it was just a single race by myself oh and then another person overtook me oh i guess this is like a competition now um and he kept on with him he's way too fast i don't even know if i can keep up with him he was struggling and so these are like just examples of your mind creating some stories around it and as we shared that earlier this is sort of what our mind does in understanding how the world works around us And the thing that he was repeating for himself all the time was, I want to keep the form. I want to stay on track. I know sort of my abilities. I know how much I trained. I know what this race is for. And I know the plan that I laid out for myself. And if I stay true to this idea of what I want, which direction I want to go and keep the form, keep, and there he get, again, I just repeat the form and the form means again, coherence with yourself. I'm happy that you shared it actually with the shiny people that way, because I feel very seen or at least similar to what, what you just said, like the coherence with myself, my own values is the, is my form in this, this context of the metaphor of the running. So no matter how fast I'm running, no matter how 
behind I am or how, how far I am, the focus is on the form. And what the form means to me it became clear in the reflection that we did yesterday was adhering or becoming, feeling that person that is strong, confident, kind, curious, and a couple of more attributes like that, that they might mean something different to you right now. But to me, it creates a feeling that, oh, that feels like a good version of myself. There I feel I'm, I'm staying in my power. Mm. Because I notice I'm quite often drifting away from that. Drifting into mini-me, drifting into powerlessness, drifting into complaining mode. Mm -hmm. And so success for me is spending more time with this nice, kind, curious, empowered, strong, uh, confident version of myself. And how do you see success in others? That's a difficult question. How do I see, see success in others? So essentially put them in a box, oh, they're successful. Yeah, which people do you admire or do you hang aspire out with? Yeah. to be in some area? Hmm. You said the coherence, okay. yeah, yeah. the long-term game. No, because what, what brought me now off track was, oh, how could I define for them what success means for them? I don't know that. But that was no, not no, what no, you were asking. Your Great, thanks, you clarified. <laughs> <laughs> right, those simple things. Um, hmm. <laughs> That's... I actually have not thought that through. Um, but what just what comes up now is I think a big part is actually noticing when a person is confident and kind. Hmm. When a person is, what you said, sort of feeling strong, the sort of peace in themselves, I, I would just say that as like a true confidence like not a fake like i'm um, the i don't know the try fake confidence whatever you perceive under that uh, tag um a what fake confidence uh fake fake confidence um and kindness because why this this matching couple is if you are our true truly confident and trust yourself that's what uh, confidence and trusting yourself I use synonymously is you don't need to prove that you're confident because you can be kind to other people and to yourself so kindness uh, in that sense to yourself and to others how I can see that is basic in, in the, the way they talk about themselves the way they talk about others if they constantly see themselves as not being good enough, as I need to push harder and further and they will never succeed or be bad in some areas, I notice there's there's still um, some headroom. Headroom? Is that's that German? The, that's not the right term. <laughs> well, some, some, some 
Room for growth. Room for growth. Thank you. Yes. So I, yeah, I like that. I like that. Confidence and kindness. Wonderful. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's also when I teach speaking and I teach uh, how to pitch, one of the things that I mention is that people are looking for somebody that is likable and competent. Mm. So... I confidence and kindness, yeah? Confidence and kindness go hand in hand with that. This Sounds good. Like, can you can you relate to the person? Can, uh, can, can they get through to you? And at the same time, do they look like they know what they're doing? Yeah. <laughs> do they feel like they, they know what they're doing? And, uh, yeah. So, that makes a lot of sense. So, we extended our talk a bit longer, but... As we said, this is the last episode of the season, so we wanted to give a bit more space. I think I only said this year. You just broke it to them. That is oh, the last episode of the season. Apologies, well, not apologies. Sorry, not we sorry. Were, you know, that's what we were about to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we were heading into. Spoiler alert of what I was going to say in thirty seconds. <laughs> So this is the end of season one of Better Together. It has shifted a lot from just video and different types of lengths and different topics. We, we brainstormed so much about this. And it's been a year of discovery. And right now the reason we're, we're ending the season is because we have no clear direction of where we want to go with with this. And that's important. It's As we said in what well, Julian said in his definition of success, the form, like, is this aligned? Is this aligned with the plan that I have? Is this aligned with my ideas for the future? And what kind of value are we providing? So we will take some time to think about this. We don't know how much that time is going to be. But we would love to hear your input. If you heard a few episodes from us, just let us know what you like the most, what you could relate with the most. You can find us at in, in Instagram at Carolina Greno, C A R O L i n a g r e n o i was just practicing my spelling it's a long handle though and um yeah just reach out to me i'm on instagram and then julian is probably um, (laughs) easiest way to put it out now is probably email yes you can send him an email and julian Merton, Merton, dot coaching at gmail.com. I'm not going to spell that. It's in the show notes. Your, your thing as well. <laughs> no, you're going to get web scraped what? with your email. Uh, I'll just put the ads like separately or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, please, please tell us. Even if it's just one line. Even if it's just like... I like when you talk about how shitty life is. Or I like when you fight. 
<laughs> whatever it is because we want to we know very little about who listens to this podcast and we would love to hear what provides value for you so it can help us also in the future when shaping our new season yeah every message counts it's really really uh, important to us so we'd love to hear from you if you have anything else uh, comment or a suggestion let us know and then we might based on your feedback create an episode uh, not episode season two um, in that direction exactly more targeted more yeah this was a very free exploration yes this was pure exploration pure exploration with just a few intentions but uh, yeah as we grow And we become more intentional in our lives and we just only include things in our life that are very meaningful. We want to see if this fits. Yeah. And how. Yeah. Because we like to provide value, but we are still figuring out how. How is the best way to provide actually value? If this is the way, I love it because I love to do podcasts. (laughs) Um, If it's not, we might find another way. Maybe a different format. Um, yeah, so let us know. I think that was enough <laughs> rambling for the last five minutes. Um, yes. So I guess you get the, the idea that uh, the it's important to us. And yeah. Look, That's it. Look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. Let's, let's break the fourth wall. Yeah. And um, for now, thank you very much for listening. As we're wrapping up this 2023 I hope you get time to reflect, to be with yourself, to look at the highlights and lowlights of the year and be proud of yourself for getting this far and doing this much. Have a good start of 2024. Thank you so much for listening until the very end of this super long episode. And Caro, thank you so much for doing this with me. I love you. I think it was just a wimp that we just say, oh, let's just do a podcast. You learn a bit speaking, I'll learn a bit podcasting. And we've done this a very, we've gone a very long way with this. So thank you so much for that. For those that don't listen often, we are a couple. That's why I'm giving him love. It's not that we fell in love in the podcast. <laughs> Although we could. I know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> all right. Have a good rest of the year. Good start 2024. Talk soon. Mwah. <laughs> ciao, ciao.